going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, what it do, guys? We are back at the bar. It's the VAR bar for episode 15. What it do, man? Everyone, how we doing, man? Yeah, good, we good, good, man. good, we good. Yeah, we hold it on. Summer well, back. It's, it's actually mad. Like, it doesn't feel any normal, but the fact that we've got no football, um, it's, it's just weird, man. Like, yet again, here we are with another week without football. Um, but we have some good news coming on the way. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. But quickly, I just want to shout out who's here today. Um, we've got Peter Prez. Yo. Andrew. Yes, sir. Taylor Kens. Here at the bar, lads. <laughs> Shalom. What's good, everyone? Chocolate boy T. Active, bro. Let's get it. And the man from Corridon, Big Chah. The one and the only man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear on that. that, on, that granite, on that granite um, headboard. <laughs> Chilling. Chilling. <laughs> we need to get some fans some quarantine images, man, of how we're living right now. We might have to do <laughs> socials. Show you guys how to live. Not, not with this trim. <laughs> Every man has got a do-rag or a hat on, man. It's actually <laughs> facts. But um, like I mentioned, guys, we've had some good a bit of good news. Um, the Bundesliga confirmed return. Boys, yes, sir. football yeah. on our screens. <laughs> Certain man are putting a bag on one game. <laughs> That's actually quite funny. All the addicts, all the betting guys, they, what they've been betting on, all these like third divisions in these unknown countries. Certain man just posted a three-fold, three-fold win, put, put on a fiver, 127. 27 oh. pounds. See, Nick. You've got to get it. Betting on, betting on goat herding and that. Virtual football in that. Mold of a second division and all that, man. Manus. But to be honest, hold on, Belarus, you know, they've just been playing football like normal, you know, thinking about it. That <laughs> <laughs> man, man for fuck. Uh. One of my boys, one of my boys, like, won um, a, a brand or something on, on, on the Belarus League. I, I forgot to um, put it, actually. I put it in the chat. But he randomly just said to us, oh, guys, I just won this amount of the Belarus League. I was like, what? Like, what, what have you done? <laughs> Get that piece, man. Nah, I actually tuned into one game. The standard was trash. Like, trash. Well, they play, they play without the... fans, innit? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. there's fans, bro. Is there, there fans? Game I, yeah, I watched like two weeks ago. There was like not many fans, but easily mm. like a couple of hundreds, if not more. Mm. Bro, it cannot. Is it, mm. like, is it like their Premier League or what? Or is it? Yeah, yeah bro. The it's their league, top man. league. Top division. <laughs> That's actually too funny. That's uh, too funny. Anyways, guys, like I said, the Bundesliga is back on our screens and this time next week, man. Like, what, how are we feeling, man? Some sort of football back on. Excited, man. Good. Do you know what would be interesting to see, like, where they're at in terms of match fitness? Like, yeah. and, and how, um, you know, if they can actually do it for 90 minutes after being out for so long. I'm sure they will, but I'm, like, I'm interested to see the quality of the football. No, I, I agree on that. And also, like, there's, is there going to be any special rules put in? Because I've seen, like, people saying the halves are going to be shorter. Yeah. You know, this. Um, it's going to be good, yeah. man. And obviously, two o'clock our time, Saturday, there's going to be about four, five fixtures going on. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, guys, because there's going to be no fans. Like, and the thing is, there's some good games as well, like, really good games. 
Yeah, the Bundesliga is it's, it's a very tight, man. So I'm excited mm. for that to be back because um, hopefully um, there's a... Like, look, between Bayern and um, fourth place Gladbach, it's like five points. Really? Uh, yeah. So it's winner mad. takes all, man. Winner takes all. Very tight, man. But what yeah. we saying though, like the, with the no fans in the stadium, man, like that's gonna kill it though. Like you, you, we're gonna be watching this game with a commentator and no sound. That's it. For me, for mm. me, we'll run it, man. I, I mean, so what? Yeah, I, I mean, know. I know, I know you're a stadium going, Munya. I don't know you want to bring that in and all that. I get, <laughs> I get it. But <laughs> these <laughs> footballers, they they will run it, man. Regardless. Yeah, to be fair. To be Regardless. fair, but yeah. I mean, with fans, it gives you an extra. No, but to be fair, have you seen what Todd Cantwell came back out? To, well, he didn't really come out and say, but um, I think they were talking about. Well, he tweeted something quite controversial today, so I think okay. um, they were basically talking about um, a, a Brighton a Brighton player um, contracting the third a third Brighton player contracting the coronavirus, and he uh, must have quoted it saying, "quote unquote, we are just people too." which I think is quite interesting because I feel like with all the discussions that's happening with obviously restarting football, not a lot of people are getting the standpoint from how the players feel about coming mm, back. Mm, and mm. like, I, I read another tweet. It's a bit, it's a bit controversial, in it, but someone suggested that the two teams have come out recently and said that um, they've, their players have contracted the coronavirus are teams in a relegation battle, which then leads to the whole debate that we've been talking about when, when and how can we start the new season? Because obviously, have you, I'm not sure people have read that throughout the week, yeah, there's been certain Premier League clubs who have been on opposition with the idea of playing in neutral stadiums. Because obviously the Premier League are suggesting that they're going to have like eight neutral stadiums, I think. Mm. Um, and then obviously everyone plays there in sort of mini tournament style of football. But like obviously they're saying that people that are they should say that the relegated team basically the teams that are faced relegating are based relegation are basically saying, um, yeah, we can do it, but we we can't we can't be get relegated through it if that makes sense. So it's it's, it's such a massive, massive topic at the moment for football. I thought I'd obviously just add a bit more context to the whole debate. No, I think it's it's interesting because you you do wonder like what what the the mental is of a player at the moment. Say especially like Bundesliga players who are going back into that environment, and you know how they feel in terms of you know exposure to the virus, and not playing yeah. with fans, where you know questions of their level of fitness. Are they are they mentally prepared to go back into um, the competitive, uh, you know, games. I know they're they're paid so much money to to kind of, um, those things really shouldn't matter, but you do, you do, you do wonder like what is going through the mind of the footballer. So it's a lot when you think about it, like, you have to go back into sort of our line of work, for example, like for me personally, I've been sort of discussing with obviously like different friends about the whole idea about returning back to the office and so on. I don't think it should happen. No, so like do that's me as like a, as as just like a the businessman in me. But like, can you imagine knowing that you're directly going to be coming into contact with people day in day out? Mm. Obviously, they're getting paid money, but money like the coronavirus isn't it does it, it doesn't like stipulate who who it goes to with money or not. Like it goes mm. to whoever, isn't it? So like, I think it's hard to then say you're almost treating the players like they're robots. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so just adding from what you said there, Steve, um, that's one of my um, news topics, as we all found out 
I think yesterday, that a Brighton player had contracted coronavirus. So it just shows the difference in where the countries are. So we've got the German Bundesliga coming back this week. Premier League, well, we've got our Prime Minister's conference later today, um, which the Premier League tomorrow will give out their plan. So with this news coming in from Brighton, it's going to be interesting to see if the Premier League are going to be ready and if it's going to make any changes to what they were going to say tomorrow. Because obviously... Both countries are in a different stage within the pandemic. Um, so serious decisions have to be made there. So um, it's good that we've got a bit of football coming back. But like yeah. you said, um, some of the players... Should are... be onto, yeah, should be at the detriment of the players, man. Now, you know the thing is as well, I read before, um, two players for Dynamo Dresden, so second division of Bundesliga, have tested positive. And they were supposed to start, obviously, the league next week. So I think they're going to not play that game because everyone has to go in isolation for 14 days. Um, Do you know what I mean? This is how serious this could get of where, let's say, a week before, same again, a week before the Premier League starts. Yeah. Let's say even a, a Brighton play again, test positive, or someone towards the bottom, and then everyone has to self-isolate for 14 it's days. It's a fine line, think? isn't it? It's a very it's fine like, line. It's, it's just going to get messy because you, you have teams play a game Obviously, teams are having to do sort of quarantine for two weeks. Then that fixture is going to take two weeks later after the other fixtures. It's just, it's just getting messy and messy. Um, but moving on to a league where things have been all but decided um, in the French league, um, they're all given awards, and um, Mbappe was actually given top goal scorer. However, he was actually tied with um, another player. I forgot who the player was. Can someone remind me? Wassim Benyada. Wassim Benyada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who mentioned it earlier um, that the French League have a rule that they will consider who scored the most goals on open play, correct? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So that was Mbappe. So he actually gets the award, but um, a fine gesture from the man himself. He's asked to share the award. What what do we think about that, guys? Next up, man. I mean... (laughs) I love, I love the guy, man. I mean, it's really, really selfless move, you know. So, but at yeah, the same time, there'll be plenty more. There'll be plenty more for him in the future, anyway. We know yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, in I the mean, Premier League. At he's lo- he's looking at Ballon d'Ors, man. Like in the future, <laughs> he's not really thinking about League One goals. This is this, man. this, is, this so. will probably be going to, <laughs> in, a, in, in a cardboard somewhere in his house. It won't be on display. Yo, without, <laughs> without naming certain players, they would not be doing the same thing. Certain man's goats would not be Harry doing. Kane this, wears but... it as a on. But to be honest, I would. <laughs> Why would you put that at the back? That's that's a that's an achievement. What, what else has Harry Kane got to show off at Tottenham, bro? Like he's got, he's got well, at the end of the day, if he dies, he dies as Harry Kane, not Tottenham. So dies a fag. That's actually a fag. It doesn't matter as long as he's got his personal accolades. He should be. That's crying. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's not getting anything there, though, is he? So he needs to get his personal accolades. Mm. He's, not winning anything with he's, a better, he's a better person than I am because I'm taking that word. I don't need to. <laughs> I lie. I'm taking yeah, it. I would definitely I'm take it, bro. And it I would use the fact that yes, I didn't. I didn't need a penalty or whatever to score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that. Yeah. Nah, he's, he's a mentality monster, isn't it? Man? How, mu- how much goals no was it? Was it asterisk. 18? Yeah, 18 okay. goals. You know what I mean? 18. He don't want no fantastic um, top, top scorer title with an asterisk on it, man. So mm-hmm. I mean, Sorry, I man, I tell you, that's, what, that's what that's what Liverpool are gonna have if they oh, win the league. <laughs> if we are talking it, it is a big thing, trouble thing. Big <laughs> 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 sure keep keep laying down there on your bed, man. Allow it, man. <laughs> <laughs> quickly, quickly sticking with the French league there, um, Andy. I, I think you mentioned that there's gonna be some strikes going on with some clubs. Yeah, uh, so I was just reading the article. Um, 
They're saying that the French pay- players are called to go on strike if League 1 is not expanded to 22 teams next season. So Man. basically a former manager, uh, I think Toulouse manager. So it's not even anyone in the game or it's not even official yet, but someone is calling for the idea that the players should go on strike if the league is not basically expanded. So uh, what I imagine is that no one would relegate from League 1, but then two teams will come up from League 2, basically. Yeah. That's this is, this is when it all starts to get messy. Yeah. Like, and it's going to get messy everywhere. So even the Prem tomorrow will be very interesting, but it's going to get messy everywhere. <laughs> very Deep, messy. Um, and then the last news um, story that I saw, was, which some of you guys may have seen as well. Um, I don't know if you remember the US women's um, team. Um, what was it? Did they, oh, was man. It? I've got to say what this yeah, they, they had their claim they for equal pay rejected yeah, by the Supreme They basically court. wanted equal pay. So um, it's come out that the judge that was looking at the court literally dismissed it. Um, apparently, it didn't take long. They just said no. Um, it's a bit mad. Has anyone else read into this? Briefly. Bro, listen. I've got if I'm a rapper, yeah, and I sell... <laughs> <laughs> I sell thousands, millions of records, yeah, then I'm expecting to get paid the big bucks and then because people are paying into my line of work. If footballers are getting paid thousands of pounds more than women, it's because people are paying more to watch them. It's Supply just common. It's Supply just common. Like, you don't understand. Like, it doesn't, it. It doesn't need to be it. this deep. Oh, Wow. Yeah. What are these, like, these women? What are their arguments? Is it simply just the equal pay? Are they not equal, getting yeah. that? Are they, yeah. getting, are they not understanding the business side of it? Well, <laughs> I don't get it. They, but the, the thing is, the thing is, what? sorry, so things. I think someone ran that business argument, and there was a counter to that. And for What's my, for my understanding, I think the U.S. Uh, national team are not running with that argument because that argument is somehow flawed. If I, I think right. it's. it's yeah, I think something to do with the way their footballers are, are paid. Oh, yeah, because they yeah. like... Yeah, yeah that's so true. it's yeah, it's, yeah. Fl- it's flawed. So hence why yeah, the US no. team are not running with the argument. Um, the argument yeah, personally, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. What, what, the U- what the women are saying really is if you invest in us, then you will see the returns. But cl- right now, no one's investing as much. Hence why there is... Well, you can't rich- tell the FA to invest. It's sponsors. It's, it's fans. It's people coming to the stadium. It's literally fans. So like what, even it's women literally- football... Men attend. It's not even like women like attend women. It's men. It's still the people yeah. that do watch. It's um, men. So Andrew, I think I think you said there. Did they have an argument? One of the arguments that they did present was that they said that they're more successful than the men's US team. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. Which is I true. Mean, in America, in, yeah, in America, then yeah, in America at least, that. yeah, the females, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the, the argument is always about the skill of the men's team they're more skillful because and that's why like, it gets difficult you know what I mean it? yeah it gets techy after that so and, and, and I, I agree I agree with that as well Kenneth. I mean so if, they are if, more skillful, if, you, if like, you accept that argument that they're more successful on national team level then that's an argument I can take but I think yeah, no, that, I agree the the rickety argument I see there is the, what the issue with that argument is that it would, it would now apply to the, the the leagues which now gets a bit Techie, because you the, the other argument would be like the MLS brings more money and more you know fans than the women's league. I'm, I, but you know they they got a wage cap over there. The way even the men's get paid is p because they get paid by the MLS, not the club. Right, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like um yeah. So they get paid by the by MLS, and it's like only certain play. Certain, uh, you, you, um, the teams basically only have like a. 
uh, allowance of two or three players where they can have unlimited wages. Like so like foreign, foreign, players, like the, yeah, foreign the foreign big players, but there's only like three of them. And the rest, they need to be on that particular wage cap thing. So it can't be... And, and that's it. That's exactly it. But that's, that's in American sports though, Toast, if yeah. I'm not correct. Is that but, not an NBA in, in that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a wage cap. There's a, there's a yeah, yeah so, uh, yeah, so American thing, man. But you know, the um, thing is, I've, I've just read about it and basically it's... it's because they, they play more games, because that's how women's football is international anyway, they actually earned more money than their male counterparts oh over the past few years because the male counterparts, they don't play in like World Cups the same as them. But their argument is um, they're not paid enough um, in, in line with their male counterparts despite earning more money over a, a, a specific period. You know what I'm trying to say? So I'm like, yeah. no, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, in that context, I kind of get it because they're if they if their problem is with the federation and the federations are the which are who pay their money, and obviously they get they they they, they make the federation are making money through their their endeavors. And I understand it. My issue is just turn, I think they're more trying to tap into the, the wider, the wider issue social issue about women yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. getting paid i think that's that's the message that I, I don't think in terms of their domestic so i think that's just point uh, probably a point of like a point of their argument but i think overall it's, just, it's, it's very much a social thing and obviously the social thing has been a, a, a decade-old debate so like exactly it's just it's just it's tricky isn't it? it's tricky and that's always going to be an issue man because like we said we know football here in england it's a money business and um yeah. just look comparing it to that to our women's league um you, you start seeing like um, the FA Cup, women's FA Cup actually being held at Wembley for the first time, but you see it and the top tier of Wembley is still empty. Like they can only fill out. So there's it, it, a bigger issue to it. Like you got to get investment within the fans and things I'm going to mention. Yeah, here. 100%. Um, I remember listening to um, one Arsenal ladies day woman saying, oh, um, they'll love to play at the Emirates, but she even said it herself, there's no way that they can afford getting um, match day, like, um, security and oh. everything like that to, to be able to host it. They'll end up, she even said herself, it'll end up becoming a loss on the game than anything they'll be gaining. Mm-hmm. So, d- so do you reckon women's um, football league should go more private where you get investors going into that league of, in, in the world and just investing on it? Well, where they, a, there's, no, there's no demand? What investor would do that? But my, my point is, what I'm, what I'm landing at is that their, their aim is to create a demand through infusing money into, into women's league. And once you infuse it, you, you, your, you, your aim is to ret- you obviously get a return of investment. So is there, yeah. my, my question is, is there actually a market in doing that? Because I think if, if there isn't any answers very soon, I think that would be the next point. I don't. I don't think that will work. I think. The, I think yeah. the, the, the thing is with female football is it. It. It is genuine. It's just the quality of football. Yeah. It's, just, it's not even that. That doesn't, even, that doesn't even matter because even at tennis, we can watch female tennis, and even even there, we can see like the the quality is not yeah, the yeah, same as true. in the men's game, but we can watch that. But I think with tennis, female from young, female can play tennis. It's not frowned upon like that. But I think football is not normalized for females yeah, as of yet. And I think that needs to, I think it needs to be sorted out at grassroots level before 
on the professional yeah. level. It so will doesn't be, that go back to that investment point, the point yeah, I'm making? No, you're so, right, so, you're right. But what's the return on the investment, though? Is that the question? Okay, but the fact of the matter is return on investment, if I'm looking at it, it wouldn't be anytime soon. You're looking at at least a 10-year a 10 year plan long term so like, I, 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 I don't even think i don't even think it's 10 years um it can be uh, sure shalom because you no, i think it'll be longer like if you think about it so yeah like um men's football like the football pyramid has existed since what the 1800s right yeah so that's obviously that's why there's been interest from the beginning of time more or less the women's pyramid only started in the 1990s do you know what i mean like women yeah. are about 100 years behind the men's game anyway so that's going to mm. play a factor i mean and also, how, I think how, I think how, how many of us grew up on women's football? Do you know what I mean? Is it like, yeah. just for instance, like, no one was watching it then, so they can't get all the benefit. They're they're kind of almost expecting the benefits all the from benefits. the men's men's football, basically. Yeah. Exactly, but as like a free put, handout almost. But they haven't put all the work in. They've only they've, yeah. only, they've only just Facts. started. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be like for like. That's there also needs to be like a superstar time. female football. Footballer, sorry. But there have so, been superstar there have been. There have yeah, been, but then they've been popular. But they've been popular in their country. So like exactly. Marta, Marta yeah. in Brazil. So female <laughs> football is, is huge in Brazil because they have someone like Marta. So in Brazil, there's female footballers. In mm. other countries where there's been superstars, quote unquote, there's been a, a great demand for female football. But that's not the case in like probably think, America here. Okay. I think this, but, this goes back to the point I've made that yet again someone needs to push women's football because without any infusion of cash and just a but plan, how is someone going to push it yeah. if, if there's no but demand demand needs to be created from grassroots I, in my I, opinion I, yeah. I think demand can be created but that means that means people Best coming together money. investing in them thinking okay this is what we have to do but are you saying the demand needs to be created on a professional level I, I think this. I, I think okay. When you think of, of what sports, any sports, there's different. There's different elements a segment to it. Look at the marketing element and women's mark. In terms of marketing for women, I don't see it there or nearly enough. So we 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 walk around in our life with lo- lots of adverts of football, men's football, and bombarded at, at, at us. We don't get that much with women's football. We don't. At all. I think. So I think the issue is is way more deep rooted for example yeah just to add to that yeah like i remember growing up in it like one of the main things you wanted to be is a footballer like yeah. it's so deep rooted in it it's like if you can have a, a like a a a a a group of women who are like who are young and are now striving to be to be just footballers and not football as maybe as a part-time then if they get good then potentially go into it as a main as a main source of of, 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 of if if you can say to if, if people are coming out of schools and saying i want to be a footballer like the the martyrs or and then yeah we will see an influx of of, of people interested in, in in that level of sport but the but thing I is the i think, is I think... That it's, it's not there Exactly. Are your nieces and your nephews, are there any of them saying that, oh yeah, I want to be a footballer when I'm older? No. No. It's not like that across the board, but in yeah. Brazil, for example, it probably is. It probably yeah. gets yeah. pushed. But so, what, what, I think what goes, what my point is, we're not pushing it enough. For example, now, yeah. let me give you a good example, which I like. Do you remember the film Benny Like Beckham? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big film. Like, why didn't we, what happened after that? We didn't push it. We didn't think, okay, hold on. Actually, that, this, that movie was 15 exactly. years ahead of its like, time. Like, this this resonated with a lot of people. Let's push yeah. it. Like, this the is question what I think, is, are we meant to push it or are they? Like, that's the question. But it, it, they can't do it on their own, though. Come on. Well, okay, right. but Shalom, you're saying we need to push it. Nah, 
what do you mean? What, when's the last when thing? I, when, when I say, when I say, just let me be clear. When I say we, I'm not talking about men. I'm not talking about just men. I think, I think Shalom is talking about the football association. The football association. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. talking about just like men's football, no. But no, we so as, as a obviously, collective. it'll be good to see where we are in a year's time when we're doing the pod and see how women's football has um, developed because I guess that's how we can measure um, success. But um, so yeah, that was our last news headline. Moving on now, guys, to our first topic of um, today, um, an interesting one, um, one that brought up some names from the from the past um, frauds of the Premier League. Um, so I've asked the guys to just give me some names of players they feel like just did fraudulent activity. Before before there. before we get into it, what do we, what, let's define what what we what we mean by fraud so that it's not like misconstrued. Hot trash, man. Hot trash. So they came in with uh, at some level of expectation, but they just completely fell well below the bar of that. That could be one of them, or they they were just in the Premier League, and you just they were never Premier League standard. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, my yeah, definition yeah. of a fraud, man. Yeah. Dude, they have yeah, no yeah. business playing in the Premier League, honestly. <laughs> no business whatsoever. <laughs> so um we're gonna kick it off. Um we're gonna work from the back um and then make our way up fields. And um one keeper that just stood up to everyone in within everyone here was Hugo Loris. Um what came in as French number one, I believe, at the time. I don't know when, when Tottenham signed him. Yeah. Um, even as an Arsenal fan, I was jealous. Like I, I was like, yeah, you go, Lloris. This guy, you, we knew about him in France. He was doing his stuff. Um, are you thinking, yeah, Tottenham have signed themselves a good keeper here, someone that's going to stop shots and um, help them. And, and the thing with a keeper, they're meant to save you some points, the, the points that you need mm. to just get over the edge. And, um, I mean, it's clear to say now, I don't know how long, maybe... It's obviously over five years. Um, he's yeah, been approaching ten, I think. He's um, yeah, man. So, what do you guys think, man? Hugo Lloris, I think he's been a massive fraud. Yeah, really? He, he wasn't what he wasn't yeah. what he was. He, like, he didn't live up to expectations. But fraud, but fraud. Yeah, but fraud. Is he kind is of a fraud. I think fraud no, 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 is no, 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 no. He he's actually a bad keeper, though. He's know? a like, awful keeper. Yeah, if we, yeah, if we actually talking Turkey in terms mm. of like, I remember because I, I, I just to obviously um, some of our pod members who aren't here, um, the usuals obviously Tottenham fans. But I used to live with Max like quite a lot, like throughout uni. I remember every single time he had the goal, like goal kick, the geezer just couldn't kick it. To someone oh in their God. team, like he's just so bad about different. And I only really noticed it more and more when I started watching Tottenham, more, like him week in week out. And I think that the, the the pinnacle of how bad I think he is is even though France had the best World Cup team in it, like from start, like from back to front, yeah, he had to make that mistake in the final, and like that just sums up him. He even in a good team, he's just dead. Like he's just do you know, dead. Do you know what? I sum it, sum it up as as those keepers who the near post bandits. If you watch. I'm you, 50%, 50% of the goals Hugo Lloris concedes are near post where he gets a hand and it goes through him. Like, that's, Bro, to me, that's a sign of sense. a fraud. That's a and fraud I, to me. And I don't know if you'll remember when he broke his arm, like, he didn't have to get in that position to break his arm. He Yo, was, under no pressure. It was a mistake <laughs> that actually led to the arm break. That's the maddest thing. His own mistakes. Uh, so that just says, oh, now, obviously, there's some guys on the pod that feel like maybe we shouldn't class him as a fraud. So, um... Tosin, you're one of them. Do you think we've been too harsh? And Andrew, also jump in, because I think... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know we disclosed at the beginning of the topic that there's two definitions of a fraud. So I understand that he falls into one One particular... One of them, 100%. But I just feel as if, like, Lloris, 
has been playing for Tottenham for I think since like 2012, 2013 now. 2012, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. 2012, he's an established Premier League goalkeeper. He's a World Cup winner. He's a, he started in he started for France in the World Cup. You know, I think. Yo, stop to, using to call I him, that. To call him a fraud. I mean, I mean, Tottenham. He's he he's arguably been in Tottenham's most successful period of the, like the last like 20, right, 30 years. Just you know? ask your question. And, ask your question. The question. question. Yeah. Quick question, yeah. All right, when you na- when you look at the Premier League and name the biggest fraud team, biggest fraud fraud team. team. What as in yeah. what currently it's, it's or in the past decade? Yeah, you can make you can hundred they, they, they've they've yeah. been they've been the club yeah that they've they've flattered to this evening. They've been the oh almost in two seasons we've won the most part of the points. And blah, he's blah, contributed blah, to that. And he if you actually ask a Tottenham fan, isn't it like But on the flip side you can say lose? like he's he's been he's been a massive part of Tottenham being a regular top four team. Why can't we say, say that? that? Because then they they weren't they weren't the top four team before. You say that. I just remember back in the day where we used to argue with Arsenal fans, isn't it? We used to say that top four isn't a trophy. So I don't understand this whole idea. No, I know, I understand. I understand that. I know you wanna you wanna you wanna use that you wanna use that now, but you know the top four is the Champions League thing. Nah, Andy, Andy, if I ask you then, over the past every Tottenham team which has been successful, whether they're successful over the past five years, would you even put Larice as their top four best players each season? You wouldn't. I'm sorry, you wouldn't, because you'll have Toby, you'd have Jan, you'd have Kane, you'd have uh, whatever. Going back, Bale, Kyle Walker, Luca Modric, like all them. So you're telling me from 2012, 2013. So you're telling me from 2012, 2013, he's never been a top four performer for Tottenham. Is that what you're saying? I think yes, because that is harsh, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's there because that's harsh. Wait, hold on. I don't see him as a fraud. When when you look at his um, accolades, when he was a fraud, though. Wait, when he was at Leon, right, he won individual goalkeeper of the year, his mm. team of the year, and the Premier League, nothing. He's got nothing. <laughs> all, all his main awards have been for Leon. He won it and um, three years in a row. And then that's when Tottenham obviously signed him. So would you would time. you guys would you guys put him as like the bottom ten worst keepers in the Prem? Of course. He's, he's because mark. okay, yeah, like, let's let's, let's look at it this mark. way, lads. If, if look at let's look at some past Tottenham goalkeepers, for instance, Julio uh, Gomez, Paul Robinson. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. Who who is the who is the worst? Who is who would you can say, say is the biggest fraud out of all the three of them? Gomez. Hundred percent. So to to bring Loris to the table and say that Loris is um one of the biggest frauds in the pre- as a goalkeeper. He's, he's way like, better than. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't get behind it. Honestly, mm. I can't. Loris. Yeah. Like the likes yeah, of I Gomez think, yeah. has played in the Premier League. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember Neil Sullivan back in the 90s. I grew right. up with a Tottenham fan. Neil Sullivan was horrible as well. I mean, Tottenham have had some pretty... Well, yeah, Yoris, so Yoris, has, been no, their, no, Yoris has been their best goalie for the past 20 yeah. years. That's not saying much. That's not saying much. Wait, Kenna. So, Tosin, you made a good point there, right? So, let's look at the top six. So, your Arsenal, the two Manchester clubs, Liverpool, Tottenham and Chelsea. From their keepers... Who, who would you probably say is the worst? Larice is bottom. Larice. Yeah, I'd probably say he's joint worst with Leno. Yeah, I'd say he's joint worst. <laughs> but Leno's only been at Arsenal for two seasons. Obviously, I'm not saying that I'm an Arsenal fan. Larice is actually Barthez, isn't it, when you think about it? He's that. <laughs> <in that moment. laughs> nah, nah, nah. No way. So now you're... Now you're... Now you're... Now I'm thinking about it. He is. And the thing is, Barthez got caps as well. Barthez got caps The thing is, Barthez played for club and country, yeah. And for a long time, he was actually a number one. He was at the beginning of his career, man. Like, he was a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of your personality, yeah, definitely mad in it. But I think in terms of just... 
whenever you need them most, they just flop you. That's what mm-hmm. I think they, they have in similar. Facts. I right. think Lloris has been more consistent than he's been disappointing for Tottenham personally. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just how I... I told you, you couldn't give me an answer one. when I said who's in the top six clubs, he'll be bottom, right? And you said he'll be joined top with Leno, but Leno's only been there... But for even like that, years. but even that, that's not a fraud. He, even so. I mean, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? That's like, the sixth worst goalkeeper in the Premier League, potentially. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's it's poor, not, it's not like... To be honest, he's a poor keeper. You know, you y'all know my opinions about him, but to say I just think fraud is strong, you know. Strong, man. Yeah, man. Now that's, we like that's, that's, why, we that's agree, why we have yeah. these discussions, lads. Right. So moving from the goalkeeper, we're going to go into defense. And um, whilst keeping your energy toast in, I think there's one player you <laughs> love to mention. And pod listeners, I'm pretty sure if you've not heard this person, you've not listened to the pod enough. We'll leave this one for Toast. Like he can have this one himself. Oh man, no, honestly, man. Like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Oh uh, man, honestly, I, I honestly don't know where to start, man. But Bro, you can't even get wins out. Honestly, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try in it. Like, I mean, for me personally, like Arsenal have suffered like a long banter era. We haven't won the league since 2004, for, so we haven't won a league in about 16 years now. But for me. The the real banter era started in the summer of 2016 when Arsenal signed two players. But I only speak about I only speak on one of them, obviously, because we're on defenders right now. His name is Fraudran Mustafi, and like I can't even <laughs> I can't even call him I can't even give him the, the respect of calling him Squadran Mustafi because this man has not given Arsenal fans the respect of one good performance in four fucking seasons, man. <laughs> Mustafi may be the worst centre back the Premier League has ever seen. Honestly. Okay, so let's just have a quick look at let's just have a quick look at Mustafi's Mustafi's profile right now, yeah. As well as being a fraud, he's a mistimed tackle merchant. He always gives away penalties. He's soft. He gets bullied. Positional sense non-existent. Every time he plays, every time he plays with a centre back, he makes them look worse. The man is straight up a poison. Like I mean, I don't know if you guys recall, there was a game a couple of uh, seasons ago against Newcastle where there was a high ball that came over the top. As any like decent centre back would, you either get your head on it or you put your foot through it to kick it back up to play. I've watched the replay of this about fifty times. I shit you not, Mustafi just fell on the ground. For no yeah. reason whatsoever. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, it wasn't raining. He didn't slip. He didn't trip over his feet. The man just fell on the floor. Like, this yeah. is the sort of kamikaze, calamity stuff that I, do, I don't under, genuinely don't understand how Mustafi made it to the Prem. It makes no sense. And for me, I'm more angry that there's a scout out there who's getting paid by Arsenal to bring these sort of players into the club. Like, he's, he, the thing about Mustafi that frustrates me the most as well is because. He won a World Cup with Germany. Yeah. It's almost as if he, he gets a free pass. People it's always a, talk about yeah. the fact that oh, he's a World Cup winner. He's this, he's that. It doesn't mean nothing, yeah. honestly. He chopped bench. He chopped bench. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't mean a thing at all. Like, oh man, I, I don't have the words. I don't have the I words. remember the thing is, though, I, yeah. I fully remember when Arsenal signed Mustafi, and I told these Arsenal fans in a group chat, "You lot bought the wrong defender in in that Valencia team." <laughs> and I remember there were certain members, there were certain members, even in our bar bar pot team, that say, "Yeah, Mustafi is hard," and even mentioned the World Cup thing, right? It, and I was like, "Nope, nope, nope." What? Do you also imagine, but Wash. from from outside of a, of a, like a, a Arsenal fan point of view, because obviously I know he's bad in it, but when I watch him, yeah, like for like maybe I could say sixty percent of the game, sixty percent of the game, he, I actually think he does the right stuff. Like he plays the ball through the lines, he does okay stuff. But then that it's just that ten minute spell he has in every game, yeah. Where bro, it's just like 
Like, I, I think it's the other like, way around with him, man. I think he's good for you 10 reckon? minutes. Yeah, the majority. Like, of the, he's a bull in a china shop. Like, have because, you ever seen someone so ill-disciplined in the box? He can't help himself but yeah, die. He's he wants to remember, do you remember no that discipline. game against Palace when they lost three two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, just summed like, it up all for me, man. What, what was he doing? That basically cost our top four that season. Yeah, I mean, you man, and then he was you man, that game. Oh my lord, I was. I remember. I remember your reaction. Ah, ah, ah. I remember, ah, it was a, ah, like, I'm sorry. It was sorry. a free kick in Palace's half, yeah? It was a long ball. I still remember this to this day. It was a long ball. It bounced, and then it was going over. Mustafi misread the ball, and the next thing you know, he's trying to hold on to Zaha, but then he thinks, oh, I'm not going I'm, I'm, I'm to get the ball. I'm going to try and stop Zaha. But what's trying to stop Zaha? He's not even grabbing him. He's just trying to block him. Zawa just shimmies him, and now Zawa's thrown goal. Oh, and then, and then he taps it in. Eyes. And and he even had the cheek to try and blame Leno. Like honestly, like he is the most brain dead footballer in the Premier League. There's a 10 minute YouTube compilation of yeah. all of his mistakes. How do you 10 minutes? <laughs> 10 at minutes the, of at mistakes. Premier League level. Come on, man. I think you know what's funny? Phil Jones when, will when you challenge in, him on that. But when you type in Mustafa on YouTube, the, the first recommendation is get. Mistakes. You see yeah. the gift. The gift that keeps on giving. This Donny is <laughs> no. just oh my god, awful, <laughs> awful, fr- a fraud. Mustafi, would you say that Mustafi for you? I'm toasting him on you. Um, upon signing him or being linked with him, did you have any expectations? Were you excited? To be honest, I didn't know a great deal about Mustafi like before we signed him. To be honest, and that said, that says everything that I need to know, really. So mm. I, my expectations were, well, well, we've signed, we've signed a player. Who, he came from, was it Valencia, I believe? Yeah, Valencia. Yeah. signed a player who's just come from a top league. I mean, World Cup winner, so to speak. I mean, let's give the guy a chance. Arsenal, I'll, I'll run through Arsenal's league positions ever since, um, <laughs> ever since signing Mustafi. So if you guys remember, in 2015, 2016, Arsenal finished second. Summer of 2016, we signed Mustafi. Since then, Arsenal finished fifth, sixth, fifth, and ninth. Well, ninth as in currently right now. Arsenal have not finished in the top four since we signed Mustafi. And as everyone knows, at centre-back, centre-back is the spine of the team. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the team comes and goes by how your centre-backs are able to defend. And this man would not look out of place in the Vanarama National League. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I've seen, I've watched enough championship, League One, League Two, to know that Mustafi would not even be like the most valuable player. He wouldn't be an MVP in the League Two or the National League. And no one can tell me any different. <laughs> so, um, sticking on with defenders and the centre-back pairings, Kenna, you mentioned that um, Bramble. And I mean, like, him as well was just another shocking defender. Mm-hmm. Yo, like Tyus Bramble is literally, I think, it, him and Mustafi as a centre back pairing. Imagine how oh my awful God. of a team that my would God. be. Oh, like everything he did, it was honestly like I used to watch him and I used to be like, this guy is honestly making a living. If he can make a living playing centre half week in, week out in the Premier League, so can I. And that's, that's <laughs> the level of what I thought at the time. And I, I think he's accumulated what? 200, 300 plus appearances in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He's a, he's a so, Bramble honest, gives he... hope to every young footballer that they can make make it in the Premier League, man. Because bro. 
I don't know how he. I don't know how we got. He, to he came from Ipswich with a bit of a reputation, didn't he? Like yep. of yep, of I'm being afraid. like a a tall, strong, quick, um, young defender. And when when he actually, you know, reached Newcastle and was started playing games for them, oh man, some of the mistakes <laughs> that guy made. Bro, he was the worst defender in Premier League history. No, oh, there's he, no, there's oh. no two ways about my, it. My like, earliest, my earliest memory of. Uh, <laughs> Titus Bramble was the um, was the match against Chelsea, where um, young DDA just bullied him off the park. It's when I think Chelsea beat them like four <laughs> one or five, five something. Oh, like. that basically, one. Chelsea panned yeah. them basically. Where where um, another another fraud that we're going to speak about? I think got a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the got the penalty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Didn't yeah, score yeah. a game after. Anyways, we'll discuss that later. Yeah, that, but but yeah. Do you know what makes me? I mean, it's the way he the game. plays. It's the way. This is the he's thing. Just, like, awkward. Like, yeah, man. Has there I mean, ever been a player more overweight? Like calamity. He put on masses like, of weight, like in a small space of time, and it, it contributed even more towards how bad he was. <laughs> You know oh, that you know Titus that defender, shambles yeah. bramble. You know that defender that like back in school days, isn't it? Like like obviously some of the fast lads used to like want to avoid. You know, just the big guys that you know if he if he touches you, he's probably gonna break. I bet he was one of them, innit? That's yeah, why he, he made it. He was just yeah. one of them un- unnecessary guys that like they That's you how know, we like, made okay, it. You know, some like, of them like oh they were good in the air or like they they covered ground quick. So like they they there was reasons why. Like I just never saw reasons for this guy. Like he, I remember he used to come on the pitch here and like me, and my uncle would laugh watching football. Like we'd just laugh like on our knees dying like every single time the ball going near him like the guy couldn't play out he couldn't win headers he, like he, 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 he used to run in some like straight lines yeah like bro he was just terrible in, in the channels terrible. he was it was a scary sight oh, man my he, was put, he was putting through balls in for 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 forwards man like he was so I, ty- so I typed in Titus Bramble just his name in YouTube first thing that comes up shit football shit footballers number one Titus Bramble second thing, second thing is Titus Bramble had a bad day his greatest hits <laughs> Man, I mean, like, Titus. there's only, there's a certain, there's a select few players in the Premier League and Titus Bramble, Mustafi, <laughs> them man are rubbing shoulders. They're rubbing shoulders. Well, right nah, Bramble, 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 Bramble is number one, though. Fam, man would even score on goals where you think, like, right. He, <laughs> <laughs> he actually Titus slapped. Bramble, Bramble, what was he meant to play for the national team? Has he, has he got a cap? He has a cap. Oh, my days. Oh, on yeah, the we're talking about a call-up, though. Char, do you right? They were. At one Man. point, he was, it was a thing. Yeah, he, he was. He... With all those centre-backs back then, if he had had a cap, man, I would have... Oh. I just don't know how he made it, like, so far. Like, I mean, how lucky do you have to be to, to make it to the Prem and be that bad? I'm watching some of these goals and I'm laughing. What no, he's, he's, he's so, he's he was so now. bad, yeah. They didn't even announce when he got retired. He, yeah, he retired. He's so dead. Like, they thought, thank God. They're like, ah. Oh. You know, the, after, the Premier League thought, ah. Oh. After his contract ran out from his last club. They're like, get him out of here, boy. <laughs> no, you guys have to go and watch this compilation. Watch the compilation, bro. I'm <laughs> laughing. It's comedy. It is comedy. Oh, man. comedy. This is unbelievable. Right. Whilst um, before we leave the defenders, there's also one more defender I wanted to mention to you guys. Um, and this guy just stood out to me because I remember watching it and just think, how is this guy starting match in every match, man? Um, then Hutton, if you don't remember him. Yeah, I remember him. I thought he was de- sometimes decent, you know. Like, I don't know what it was. He used to, like, gallop down that right back, like, yeah, that right yeah. wing. Yeah, I, I used I to figure out, like... 
It was it okay. Sounds, sounds like a bit of an Aaron Lennon, but hey, tell me my He was one trick pony, yeah. But like, no, I thought some when I used to watch him sometimes, like for like lesser teams, he was never like, oh, he's you know, he reminds me of you know, Wolves is right back. Um, Doherty. Matt Doherty. Doherty. Yeah, he reminded oh, me a bit Doherty, like him. Man. Like he, he was quite obviously but he's a lot, obviously Doctor's a lot better, isn't it? But like, Alan Hartley used to get into like decent goal scoring opportunities. I remember it so clearly. Like, Monye, I don't know. I think fifty Scottish caps, fifty Scottish caps. But wow. they ain't got no better, man. That's that's a, that's, what's that? <laughs> that's fraudulent activity. Now, Stephen, do I say I just used to see this guy, and I feel like when he when he was at Villa, I think he was like for a bit. He's never had competition, so he's one of those players. Yeah, he's yeah, comfy. Yeah. He just knows yeah. his name's going to be on the team sheet week every, in, week every, out. Every, I hear Monyo with this one. I hear Monyo with this one fully. No, I, hear, I, def- I definitely hear what you're saying, but I think with him, he, he was definitely that kid in there that just encouraged. Like, he was always the good three or four in it, so he always probably got encouraged to play for You know what they say when you get you just got to have pace. And he probably had pace, yeah. and he thought, yeah, sign him up, and he's just... Sign him up. <laughs> then one's like, yeah, you're very good, you're very fast, but <laughs> don't see your future as a winger. Don't worry, I'll play anyway. <laughs> Unless I get that yeah, contract. Man. But you know how many players have done that? If you hear their stories, it's mad. Change your positions. Yeah. Yo, Munya, we're going to add a, the left back. I've got a left back for you, man. The right oh, left us, back. Give us a left back. Andre Santos, man. That yeah. geezer. <laughs> wow, wow, That was wow, a tanking. Wow. <laughs> Arsenal. Fenders. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, who are your Arsenal scouts? scouts. Arsenal scouts have been stealing wages for about two decades, man. Honestly, it's oh, just a big, big it's miss. Horrible. Big but miss. I swear, horrible Arsenal stuff. in the Gazidis era, you you lot used like a, 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 a algorithm, algorithmic whatever you later, say. Later on, yeah. yeah. A data, a data, in the era, era, yeah. a data, a data fit. <laughs> wow. No, but well, Andre Santos. We're now. So. <laughs> Andre Santos technically isn't like terrible. He's got twenty-four Brazilian caps, like. He Not wasn't that bad, bad, was he? He's yeah, just he he's just in the calamity, Arsenal, the calamity, the calamity, calamity era. Yeah, he yeah, was uh, awful. He was awful. <laughs> he came with a rep, Fenerbahce. While we're on the topic of um, calamity defenders, I just want to just wanted to have a quick trivia for you guys. Do you guys know the top three uh, defenders with the most own goals all time in the Premier League? Oh, yeah, I knew one. Yeah. One, um, the yeah. one, the one, the the there, there's one. one that's clear. Yeah. The Man City Cara, one, Cara, Richard, Richard Dunn. Dunn. Richard, Dunn. Richard, Richard Dunn has ten own goals. Double wow. loved it. Oh, ten. Wow. Wow. Loved it. Wow. Jamie Carragher's on nine. nine. Jamie Carragher's in there. Is number two. <laughs> with how many? Um, nine. With um, with nine. Martin nine. Skirtle is number three with seven. Wow. Oh, and we- this is a bit of a surprise. Wes Brown, because I didn't actually think he was that bad of a footballer, is number four with six. That mm. is decent. Wes is all right. Wes is all right. I thought Wes surprised Phil Jones well. is not there, man. <laughs> Bro, he scores some bangers. I remember he scores like, bangers, oh. man. Like <laughs> <laughs> what about what about uh, just sticking to defenders? What about um, what's his name? Um, Dejan Lovren. Lovren, own goals. I had, oh, I, nah, nah, just in, ter- in terms of a fraud, because I had so, I had high hopes. He was meant to be the Van Dyke at that time when we signed him. I had high hopes, man. Yeah, where did he come from again? Oh, oh my God. God. Southampton. Was it Leon? Southampton. Remember? Southampton. Southampton. Nah, Leon and then Southampton. Yeah, Leon then Southampton, yeah. And you guys. Leon, he was sick. Southampton, he was sick. And then... Andy, you just, you just reminded me, like, speaking of Lovren, I don't know how we, we didn't miss this one. Yeah, he's Mustafi-esque, man. 
for, for goalkeeper, Loris Karius. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean yeah, yeah, yeah. does it get worse than that, really? Oh, <laughs> that final. Champions man. League final. Yeah. I mean, oh my Lord. What moment. I mean, in the Premier League, he's done all right. He's, he's, he's yeah. done all right. That final is enough Champions to League, get you that right is, the end. It's enough, yeah, man. man. It's enough. It's enough. <laughs> enough, man. <laughs> Club for now, we'll spend the bag on Alisson. <laughs> you yeah. don't want it, but we'll spend the bag. Yeah. Amazing. So, guys, moving up from defence now into midfield, um, I think it's only right again to hear Toast start off with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. He's playing with Arsenal's team. That's actually like, funny. <laughs> honestly, this is just... This, this, and this, is, this isn't even with a heavy heart. There's no agendas behind this. Like, this is just all straight facts. From Shaka joined Arsenal the same summer as Mustafi. Let's run for his profile. Lazy, zero awareness, needs 10 minutes on the ball, struggles in tight spaces. His right foot is literally only for standing. I have never seen a player turn out of midfield and still try and take the second touch with the same foot. He can't pass more than five yards without the ball bobbling. He's the king of the hopeful pass. Have you ever seen a centre midfielder spray a ball into an area and tell his winger, go fetch? There's no one better at doing that than Granite Shaka. This, oh my God. He turns out with midfield like he's running in quicksand, honestly. He has zero awareness or anticipation of his surroundings. And anybody knows that any decent centre midfielder who's worth any mustard whatsoever, they'll have a little check back on their left, have a little check back on their right to see what's coming. Shaka has zero awareness. And even when he looks behind him, he still ends up turning into danger. He is a complete non-factor on the counter-attacks. And there's actually a good reason behind this. So everybody knows that Shaka is one of the worst tacklers for a centre midfielder. He yeah. tackles like a centre forward. He's a, he's, a, he's a yellow card merchant and picks up early yellow cards, which means that when, when teams counter-attack Arsenal, there's one of two things happened. He picks up the second yellow and gets sent off or because he's already on a yellow picking up a stupid foul, he basically lets defenders glide past him. Oh my God. For me, however... Shaka was made captain of Arsenal now in 2019 <laughs> by Unai Emery. This is the blind leading the blind. Within a month <laughs> of Shaka being made captain, he got subbed off in a game against Palace at home. We were losing. Pa- Shaka proceeds to walk off the pitch because he's getting some jeers in the fan- from the <laughs> Arsenal fans. Those jeers, obviously Arsenal losing, the fans are rattled. Those jeers then turn to booze. And what does this guy go and do? He cuffs his hands to the fans, telling them, keep it going, keep yeah. moving, keep toes, moving, toes. keep moving. Toes, you know that game? The thing, that, that game, no one, no. He, his name came up and everyone was just, some people, obviously you clap when someone comes off, but no one was booing or jeering just then, straight away. He was then walking. So we're all thinking, wait a minute. Does this, this guy is not know? Captain. One, we're losing. Two, we're losing. time is not on our side. And that's when the booing and jeering started to st- like because if <laughs> no, nah, I, I remember coming at that game and, just, and I said to you lot I remember I said I do not know what I've just witnessed we are losing he's walking so obviously as fans we all got frustrated because you would think the normal person would jog off and we were just trying to understand what is he doing and I uh-huh, nah and then to take off his shirt I don't know how he's still playing another game for Arsenal, man. Yeah, I'm so shocked he's back then. from that. So like shocked. I said, it, it, was the ble- it was the blind leading the blind because it was <laughs> Unai Emery that made him, that made him such captain. A funny I mean, like, 
you're like signing your death warrant to make sure oh, your football team. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. He's a ticking time bomb. Can't tackle. Can't pass. No awareness. I mean, oh, man. always seems to Honestly. bag against United, though. <laughs> Do you know what I was about to say? He's, he's scored some goals against United. He still. has to be fair. But, um, he has. Obviously, our fellow pod member here, Tosin, used to keep up um, a Twitter thread, and, and I want to know how, how that's going. Um, <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that thread was so, funny, man. So, every time, every time so when Jacko would lose a ball. Tosin would tweet at like, uh, I would honestly, I would tweet about four or five times a game, and it just got to the point where I couldn't even concentrate on the match because I was tweeting <laughs> so much, man. Like this just speaks to the level of his of his shitness. In all honesty, man, excuse, excuse my language, man. Shaka is just he's just a poison. He's a, he's a bull in a china shop. He's just he's just everything that's wrong with Arsenal Football Club. And the worst thing that was with his Arsenal fans, because. When Arteta became Arsenal manager, Shaka had one or two, if I'm being completely objective, Ed, we had one or two decent games. But for me, like you can't you can't turn spoiled milk fresh again. Like you, you just can't. Like he's not good enough. He should not be playing in the Premier League. He's the same as he's the same as Mustafi as well. Like if he was in League One, League Two, can you honestly say that Shaka would be bossing it? Could you honestly say that he'd be running the show in in the National League? I can't see it. I honestly can't. No, not at all. Yeah, I think with with Granite um, prior to his Arsenal um, um, career, uh, he came with a bit of a reputation and also uh, with a reputation as a good football footballer. Sorry, Gladbach, right? I actually, ex- yeah. I actually watched Gaka at the at the Bundesliga um, expeditiously, um, and I remember when Arsenal signed him, and I was like, "You're getting you you got a good player, but he's a yellow card merchant." As in like, even, I, I think I even said red card merchant, as in like he would get a red card every five games. Uh, but I, didn't, I did not expect him to be this bad in the Premier League. I was actually pleasantly shocked. Uh, but it made sense with his player profile because he's a under-17 World Cup winner with Switzerland. Um, won a couple of individual accolades in the Bundesliga as well. So, you know. Yeah, boy. It's just unforgivable, man. The prem is probably not for him. Not at all, man. He's too slow. He's too slow. And I remember in the last transfer window, um, going back to Xhaka and Mustafi, Mustafi was linked to AC Milan, Xhaka back to Germany, and I was just hoping those deals were through. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Xhaka was close to Hertha Berlin. And both fell through, man. I was so upset. Tight. Mad. So, again, moving to another player. I would um, say that holding in midfield. I think one of the pub members mentioned Jack Rodwell. Um, controversial, as some members thought he didn't have enough games to prove his point. But when he did play, obviously people weren't happy. Who, who, who called him out? Was it? Um, it was Pete? Yeah, yeah. So talk to us about that one, Pete. Yeah, I just think, like, I think we can all agree that um, Jack Rodwell when his name was buzzing as a teenager, um, there was a lot of hope, a lot of promise about, you know, his trajectory trajectory, and where he would go as a player. There was a time when he was actually tipped as, like... The next real Ferdinand. Not even Ferdinand. Yeah, like, he, he, was, he was tipped in, in terms of his all-round footballing ability. Like, they were comparing him to the likes of Bruni. Like, there was a time when, what? you know, that, was, that name was being, um, you know put next to next to Rodwell's and um I think as a teenager 
Um, was that in terms of ability or in terms of the next big thing from Everton? I think it, the next big thing coming out of Everton. Okay, and, cool. Yeah, yeah, the fact the fact that he um, is a well a, a well rounded footballer with um, you know fairly skillful, good on the ball, comfortable on the ball, can pass, can shoot, can run, etc. Um, and then you know he he was also you know wanted by a lot of English Premier League teams as well. I can yeah. remember there was a time when um, for Everton he scored like a uh, a really good solo goal. Um, which do you remember? Do you remember the game against United? That's when I put respect that, on his that's name. The, the do you remember? I'm talking about where he, yeah, he the, yeah, the individual yeah, yeah. goal that he scored, yeah. and it was it was a really really well taken goal. Um, and I think obviously injuries played a part in his descent, descent, descent um, to you know a pretty much like nothing player. And the thing is, it he was still young, and he wasn't considered to be um, even performances when he was fit. He, he you know they weren't we weren't seeing flashes of um, you know the player that everybody thought that he would be. Um, and now I, I don't even know where he's at now. I don't think he's he's of the time. Sheffield United age. is that yeah, Sheffield United? He, he signed at Sheffield United, but <laughs> he's not played play the game yet. Yeah, because of injury, he's not fit. He's on the injury. Yeah, I think table. I heard he went on trial at Napoli or something in in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, not forget through. the whole. Did, uh, was it Napoli or Lazio? Didn't that fall through? Uh, even Lazio. I, yeah. I think he didn't. He didn't. He, it's not. It's not. I, that he didn't. I don't he think he even made it there. He didn't make it. He didn't make it in trial. He was linked to Sunderland. Remember. Before, before he was at Sheffield United, he was at Blackburn Rovers, and he was then um, linked with um, Roma. Um, they didn't offer him a contract, and then he was signed by Sheffield United this year um, to the end of the season. But he's been training, never yet to make an appearance. Yeah, right, no, yeah. He, he's just. I think. Um, mm, what do you? Anyone remember about what's happened with? Um, what happened in that? Um, I know, I'm not sure if anyone watched it, but the Sunderland documentary. Yeah, Bro, yeah. I was about to bring that up, man. Shameless on. Yeah, Basically, waste man. Waste man. So he 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 didn't want to. Um, he just wanted to run out his contract because Sunderland had an issue where they obviously got relegated back to back and had players on what is known as Premier League wages. But obviously, as you know, when you're in the Championship and you're in League One, you don't get enough income to kind of pay those salaries anymore because in the Premier League you're getting the money to pay the players the big money mm. but because he was like probably the highest paid at one point but he wasn't playing because he wasn't fit mm. they tried to either release him or send him to another club where they could afford the wages and give themselves more money but he didn't want to force that move he knew he was comfy getting a good salary and didn't have to play football so it was just mm. poor in this sport and it's, it's whether the case was he done with football did he actually want to play anymore um, yeah, I think I think it's that man. That's piss poor that. man. To be honest, very pissed. That's just it's just shameless man. Like obviously, mm. Sunderland got them some in the situation they are in. Obviously, gave these players the big wages, but he knew himself that he would he couldn't go to another club and get those wages. So he just thought, now nah, fuck it, I'll just I'll just doze around and not play. <laughs> man, footballers boy. Um, <clears throat> as we carry on with our midfielders, um. Kualani, Liverpool fans, talk to us. Oh. <laughs> Alberto. Do you know what's weird about him? The, the same as actually um, what Tosin said about Mustafi. I never actually seen him play before signing for Liverpool, but I remember he came with a big like um, following of people calling him, I think, was it the Emperor? 
or whether like, yeah, this guy's a player, him next to Gerard. Oh, he was supposed to be like similar to Alonso. That's what they called him. He was like, yep. yeah, he's got a passing range of Alonso, blah, blah, blah. Then he came and you're just like, what? Like, oh, yeah, no, he, 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 he was off, horrible. Like, Another he injury like he had no confidence. Well. Mm. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, he'll break. Every time um, he'll play, put a run of, let's say, two, three, let's say six out of tens, then he'll be injured. And then he'll come back. Then you can see his confidence started going after that. Yeah. But then once your confidence is gone, man, it's, it's hard to get back. But yeah, he was awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, I think, yeah, man. He came with big promise, man. And I was even, um, even surprised that Liverpool actually got him at that time. Because I think at that time, we were kind of on the decline or starting to go on the decline again. Um, and he was linked to a lot of big teams. So for us to actually got him, I was like, yeah. Now we're moving places and then stunk up the joint. Um, did we not send it? Did we sell him immediately? Or we, he went on loan bare times before? It went we... along to Juventus and then Milan. Yeah. And then the I, is, remember, he I remember when he went there. to Fiorentina, though. He was all right there. But after that... That, that... that was our banter era, man. For a period of Liverpool, the back end of early 2000s. Yeah, that was start, and then, man. Oh, it was horrible. The place, bro. So there's yeah, hope think... for you, Arsenal Dunn, man. There's, there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was definitely a fraud, man. Definitely. Um, and now as we move over to the more attacking options... Oi, uh... I've got one. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, run yours, though. Run yours, yeah, no, go, 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 go. Run it, run it, run it. <laughs> Victor Anichibi. That oh, done. Listen, that done. <laughs> you see, you see what you man got with Titus Bramble. Yeah, I've got that with him. Oh man! Anyone how? can play Premier League. How? <laughs> Just how did he make it, man? Oh Brother, my lord! I do not understand, man. Every single. Uh, and the thing is, I I remember back in the day, I forced myself every time Victor Nijibi was playing. I forced myself to actually watch him and see, like, okay. You know, pick, picking, okay, yeah, he's strong. Yeah, he wins. Head us in the head. You know, that one was like, I forced yeah. it, but nah. He was just a box. He was just a box, man. Oh, Victor Nietzsche, man. Yeah, that, that, that's, he was a fraud, man. Fraud. That's too funny. He got, he got, he got Niger caps, though. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, yeah. He played at the Olympics for Nigeria. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. In Beijing. We're carrying on with the forwards as Andy's just kicked off there. Um, there was a player, uh, Matea and Kesman. What are we Ooh. saying? <laughs> that was can the I, game that I... Andy was referring to yeah. that uh, Titus Bramble was getting bullied uh, by Drogba <laughs> and uh, Matea oh. Kesman scored a, a Penenka penalty. A pity penalty. A pity penalty when the game <laughs> was over. <laughs> Um, and that was like he missed that the sitter as well that game yeah he did that was the last goal I ever that was the only goal I ever remember of him as a Chelsea player if I'm honest um, I know he yeah. probably scored a couple more but I do not remember um, him doing anything for Chelsea and he, he, he he's another player that came in with a reputation as well yeah he was definitely part of my childhood man in terms of growing up yo I've just checked his PSV. goal at PS, PSV yeah 100, 100 he, he, this, is, this is what I'm saying he was a bagsman in the he was a bagsman man and, wow yeah. That's so decent race. It's just that's decent. Rob, he was bad in bad in the league up every single time do you guys remember Adrian Mutu that season as well. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. my guy, man. Yeah, co- oh, cocaine, I... cocaine uh, scandal, innit? <laughs> yeah. Cocaine Mutu, yeah. 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 Okay, <laughs> um, but that while was, we're on, was a baller, man. 
Yeah, it was a decent. It was pacey. You just knew. Right? Chelsea has some decent players, man. They did. Coming up, yeah. Come up, yeah. Um, I'm just surprised about this Kesman stab at uh, PSV, man. Two appearances, nah. goals. That's mad. Nah, Monia, when I tell you about like my earliest football memories was around Mateja Kessman time, and obviously I primarily watched the Dutch league in it, bro. Bro, he was nuts, nuts. Every type of goal, just YouTube him if you can. But every type of goal, he's there. Turn it yeah? long range, tap in, in the box, bro. Chopping players and then, oh nah. So I thought, I thought, I thought Chelsea. Yeah, he's gonna be. Chelsea's main guy for a couple of years, but it did not work out like that at all, man. Because they signed him and Robert. He talks about Chelsea's like his um, best time in his career. Um, really? Yeah. Mateo Kesman. Yeah. Kesman. Yeah. That, that, that London the, life. The London shopping, <laughs> London life. Always. Hey, when you opened the year he was here, was or am I dreaming that? What's that? Oh, funny, funny enough, he's saying that because he had an interview with Sky Sports. And he, this is just a quick statement that he put. He said, Chelsea was the best thing in my career. That was a climax of my career, for sure. Living and playing in London was something that I'd never forget. There you go. It's the London life more than anything. I mean, contributing to his actual career as a footballer. Was he not there for just like a year? I swear. He only played one season. season. He only played one season. So I'm a bit surprised by that, man. But fair enough. I guess. Oh, Munya. Munya, so before we finish, or... have you got one more player? No, so we've got um one more people actually, but um okay, have you got okay, another okay. one. Yeah, man. Like Tolson said, there's you cannot do a fraud list without this player, like Ali Dia. Do you oh, man, man. remember the Ali Dia scandal? <laughs> that, yeah, that that is probably the biggest scandal in the history of the Premier League, man. Like what the hell? <laughs> Yo, what how the hell? You, you know you know what actually kills me? Like when I see um, Graham Souness get onto Paul Pogba on TV. Yeah. It just reminds me of, of the Ali Dia situation because obviously Graham Souness was the manager at the time of Southampton. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So this man has the cheek to rip into Pogba's performances, his Pogba's attitude, and he couldn't even suss out yeah. a player that basically just came off the streets. Ali Dia claimed, <laughs> no, no, seriously, Ali Dia claimed to be George Weah's cousin. Yeah. That was the only reason. Soonest gave them a, gave him a trial. He actually played him in a Premier League game, yeah. but he wasn't able to see in training that this man has actually not played at any decent level. I think he he played at like uh, the French second division. That was like his best level or something like yo, that before I'm, he actually I'm joined. His, yo, I'm on his Wikipedia. So the club before he played for at Southampton was Bliff Spartans. Yeah, that's right. how funny that is. <laughs> and then when he got then when he left Southampton, then he went to play at Gateshead. Bro, <laughs> he, he impersonated George Weah on the phone to Graham Sooners. That's how he got a trial. Can you imagine? Spe- yeah, well, oh, you know what's God. even funnier? He trained. And I'm like, bro, I can source out a good player. With like, him, you would be minutes. able to tell within <laughs> five minutes, right? Yeah. I can tell a good player. Man. Sooners, oh. man. The, the less that said, the better, really, man. The less that said, the better. <laughs> about that, Donnie, man. Criminal. I do. I do actually have a, another one that I wanted to touch on. I mean, I'll let you guys get into this one though. But uh, Yaya Sanogo, man, I have to put that <laughs> out there. The one of the honestly the worst centre forwards I have Ooh. ever witnessed. Honestly, like he he couldn't stay. He couldn't. He had zero balance whatsoever. He was the sort of player that every time he shot, he'd fall on the floor. He, oh, he was just. He was now, just Tolson, I, swear, I, swear, I swear you had a, a thread on him as well. For a minute, 
for a minute, man. <laughs> I remember, I remember um, his, his hat he scored in the Emirates Cup. And he oh, was celebrating. Like, like the shameless no. buffoon that he is, man. <laughs> Honestly, he, ma- he makes me sick. But to be honest, <laughs> 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 no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was horrible. Damn. But the thing is, like, he's a bagsman, though. He's, he's not, man. No, but I mean, like, bagsman, where? Well, I'm, lo- I'm looking. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm on his Wikipedia. Yo, yo, I'm on his Wikipedia. So, <laughs> on the 21s, though. Yo, I'm on his Wikipedia. So, Arsenal, three years, 11 league games, no goals. Then he went to Palace on loan, 10 games, no goal. He went to Ajax on loan. Bro, that Ajax spell, yeah? Yeah. That Ajax spell. Bro, he got demoted to to B team. That's how he didn't score. And he didn't score. He He did not score. (laughs) On the board, living. I remember that. Wow. Um, so, uh, touching after that, the last player we had on our list for forwards, um, for more recent times, it was Jordan Ibe. And I think, Andy, you had really strong feelings about this one. Me? Someone, nah, you it, mentioned was, it was me, it was me. Oh, it was, was you, Kenneth? So I, I, I can play along, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, I'm sure we touched on it on another pod, but... I, so, actually, take it back. I actually, who, who remembers when he made his debut? It was for, who was it? Was it Plymouth or something? He made his debut Wick, as like Wick, a... Was it Wickham? Wickham? Yeah, Wickham. He made his debut at like whatever, 14, 15. So then yeah, this Wickham, guy yeah. was chased by every Premier League club across the country. Then believe it or not, he then, when I was at City, he came on trials and he played in front of me. And I remember in the changing rooms when he walked in, our gaffer was like, oh, um, Jordan, introduce yourself to everyone, blah, blah, blah. So then he goes, right, who's on corners today? Jordan put his hands up. Okay, are you going to whip him in with your right? Yeah, yeah, calm. So then the coach doesn't ask again, who's going to whip it in from the other side? Ask him one of the left footers. He goes, nah, I'll take it. The guy then, we went out. I'm like, bro, this guy's gassing it. Don't force him, man. You don't have to impress everyone. Took a court in swing with his right, bro, perfection. Went on the other side, took it with his left, perfection. I'm like, bro, this guy is a player. So then straight after that, City tried to sign him. I think, I can't remember, it was like two, three million pounds, but Liverpool obviously won. So then when Sterling left for City, I was convinced this guy would be the next big thing. I was like, calm, 50 million for Sterling and we've got Jordan Ayer. Yeah, we tried to drown our sorrows with that one, man. Nah, we flopped, man. And then obviously he's now flopping at Bournemouth, like... oh, What do you think happened at Bournemouth, man? Because I always thought there was... a semblance of a player there, mm. but man, it's just must not be confidence. Must be confidence because he's obviously talented. That's the thing; like he can play. But then I remember, I fully remember um, what his last game for Liverpool, where we I think we played Bournemouth actually, and he scored like this solo goal, um, which was very sick. But I don't know what happened. Man. I really liked him, man. To be honest, I liked him. But fraud. Yeah. Mm. Definitely a fraud, man. He'd have to be. He'd have to be a fraud, man. He's 24, and we talk about him like he's 30 now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. That's the difference. Um, But yeah, boys, that brings an end to um, our topic one for this week, man. Um, Some very, very, very views and feedback and reviews of former and current players. Um, Just shows maybe the Premier League isn't the easiest league to just come into. But then again, some players are just crap, crap. Um, <laughs> so, so it'd be like that anyway so we're going to move over to um, topic two um, which is basically 
Um, what I want to know, a player that you guys would have liked to have joined your club if they had the opportunity. Um, yeah, man, so let's hear what you've got to say. And so to kick it off, guys, we're going to start off with United. Um, and just let um, all the listeners know, we're going to do two players from um, the clubs representing today, which is United, Liverpool and Arsenal. So with United, um, the first player mentioned was Thiago. So mm, yeah. United fans, Pete, talk to me. Yeah, so Thiago Alcantara. Um, I've always been a fan of him, man. Like back from his uh, his days at Barcelona uh, as a youngster, um, he was obviously, you know, kind of marketing himself as a, a different player from the one he, he he is now. He was definitely a more attacking uh, attacking star midfielder, um, taking on players, you know, kind of like a a flashy a flashy number ten. Um, and obviously later on in his, his career, he's he's transformed into a a more um, uh, holding a, a more holding midfielder. But um, there was one there was we were heavily linked with um, with Thiago for a while. Um, one summer in particular, I can't remember which year, but I think even at one point he thought that he was going to make the move to United. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it took it took it took a bit of a turn. Like. I think he did. A, he did an interview um, where um, a reporter asked him, "So, are you are you gonna are you gonna be moving to United in the summer then?" And then he sort of grinned, like gave a really big grin, and then just like sort of walked off. So I think, in his mind, he thought it was going to happen, but um, for 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 whatever reason, I can't remember the ins and outs of why, but and for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Um, and I was pretty disappointed about that because. He's even till this day. Um, uh, he, he's still one of my my favourite players. So I was it was definitely a disappointment of mine um, when we didn't get him. And I think like Pete, I can agree with you that I don't know many people that can speak badly about Thiago. I think he's just one of those players that is just all liked all round. Barely mm. um, you can say much bad things about him. Um, he's had a good career. I mean, he's only been a Bayern and. Um, <clears throat> Barcelona. He's had his um, stints with Spain, good um, honours and achievements. It yeah. would have been actually good to see him in the Premier League, actually. So it would have, man, for that, sure. That would, that would have really been a good signing for you lot if, if that had fallen through. Um, such a talented player, as we all know. Yeah, um, 100%. So the second player you guys also mentioned was Tony Cruz. I didn't actually know about that one, so talk to me about that one, um, Steve, and um, yeah. Yeah, um, I think there's been, I think, you know, there's always players that have, are always linked to clubs consecutively for years on end. I think Tony Cruz was meant to come to us for like four seasons in a row, man. He was like <laughs> a player that just never happened. I, I think um, there's been a well-documented statement from David Moyes saying that when he joined the club, um, I think he, his two big signings he wanted to make were Gareth Bale and Tony Cruz. And like, he talks about how the Tony Cruz deal was almost done. Um, and for whatever reason, um, it, it fell apart. So I think it, it wasn't even just necessarily rumours. I genuinely think there was... And I think, you know, there's certain, there's certain signings that are made almost like they're above club level. Like they um, th- they happen regardless of what managers in, 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 in a team. I think from my understanding, Tony Cruz, like he was... A very, like Ed Woodward admired him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've always sort of been touted with sort of getting his signature for sort of seasons on end. But um, yeah, it just never happened, man. And I always used to feel, I remember there was always, there was like a two, three seasons where I used to say like, 
oh, if we if we had this that, just that 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 Tony that that sort of calm in midfielder, like all my think it was the sort of seasons after Carrick retired, where we just needed someone who could hold the ball and pass it. Um, and now, yeah, I just really wanted to sign him, man. So he's definitely like a big shout for me in terms of players that we didn't sign. And the thing is that the price, the 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 price is quoted or the transfer fees quoted but all this like reasonable price yeah, yeah like 30, price, 40 yeah. Yeah, like, it was never like oh man this is like it's too much for him like he was a World Cup winner like the guy has won exactly. everything like multiple times and he's always been like a significant part of a, a winning team like when you think about it, we signed Ander Herrera for I think like 30 something 40 mil maybe mm-hmm. and yep, to, just, to think that yeah to think um, Tony was Less was touted for less. It's just, it's just yeah, but it just probably speaks volumes of our recruitment system over the last couple of years. But we won't even touch on that. Yeah, <laughs> man, he's definitely got accolades, man, and he's just one of those players that you know when you when you level aside terminology, yeah, he's mustard. You know, yeah. he does the job. He does it does it right. He doesn't try to do too much. And you know what? Fun fact about Neil Cross, he's not changed his boots. You know, if you if you if you've noticed, yeah, he's been wearing boots from like. I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, because he, he doesn't want to change it. Um, it just shows he's such a traditional Yo, player. Yo, Adi- Adidas discontinued them, but my man's found the same mate. Bro, you know what I'm trying to say? They're, <laughs> probably, they're probably making a pair just for him, because he said, yeah, if you yeah, man yeah, don't yeah. give me these, they, they are They are making a pair just for him. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I've never heard <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Yeah, 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 yeah man. I've seen it, like, he just wears the same ones, he just, and he's, he said he doesn't want all these newer boots and all of that, but... Yeah, man, he's 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 just been um, one of the greatest players. To and watching him as well on Madrid, he's just so silky. Yeah, he's just class, you know. Do you know when he's you just class, say class? Man. That's it, that's yeah. him. The balls never seem like he struck too hard. Madrid or actually like is effortless. Madrid actually got him for twenty five mil, man. I'm that's a bargain, man. It's bro, a after bargain. he after bro. he won the Champions League, like, yeah, yeah. Like he, I don't get it. Like mad, mad. And then he went to go and win them the Champions League too. But I, no, think, but I think, think Pep Bayern, sold him on it. Was yeah, it Pep, Pep sold, sold him. him. Like Pep yeah. genuinely didn't want him. Like I don't know why. Yeah. But Pep does I, mean, I think because of because of um Thiago in it because he brought Thiago. Why Thiago, man? Why Thiago? Mad. Yeah, bargain runs. So what's mad as well? Before we move to, is it, is it, do, you, do you guys not say he's like um kind of player like the way he plays? He's what? Sorry. Like someone that would fit ideally in in, in Pep's teams. Yeah, like, he's, like, a, he's a he's a Chavi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best so comparison. I say Tony Cruz is Chavi. I think Pep is just that manager, and he, he there's always that one player that he always has his preference. Yeah, it? even if like for, he tried it with Aguero, didn't he? But Aguero obviously just became a big man even more. Because I know yeah. like um, what what Fing was talking about earlier, um, United and Thiago. So obviously Thiago was still a young player at Barcelona at that time, but showing mm. so much promise at that time, and I think then. He was linked with United heavily. And I yeah. think Pep just scooped him quickly. Like, I'm going Bayern, you're coming with me. Straight. I think it was literally that. He didn't want him to play for anyone else. Mad. Yeah. Mad. Um, so, moving on to the next club, Liverpool. Um, and I want to get into this one as well. I um, I, when I think about it, we had hella. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I think let, let's start probably with the, with the biggest one I think we agreed and that mm. was um, Alexis Sanchez before he made the move to Arsenal <sighs> <laughs> let me let me start with this so obviously this was um, um, 
linked with the Suarez being uh, Suarez getting sold to Barcelona. So obviously the deal was this. So obviously we sold Suarez. I think after the World Cup, right? So during the whole World Cup scenario, he was still a Liverpool player. And I think after Uruguay got um, um, they got beat in the World Cup, basically, I think that's when we sold him uh, to um, Barcelona. And I think the deal was that we would get Alexis Sanchez. Um, that's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. And obviously, what we hear, what we hear is that Alexis Sanchez. I think a couple of weeks later, we hear that Alexis Sanchez are signed for Arsenal. And my heart broke because I'm thinking, why Arsenal? Of all the clubs, not even like City or something, why Arsenal? So obviously we <laughs> held on, we held on to that. Um, yeah, he wanted that London life. We held on to that excuse, but obviously Liverpool is probably not that attractive at that time. At the time, mm. I guess, yeah. Sanchez, man, what a what player! What do you think, man? Kenneth? What a signing would have been, though. That's the yeah, thing. I've that just that would at, have been genuinely like you know, for like. I, I've just looked at his record. In, his, in that last season, 13-14, he scored 19 goals and 10 assists at Barca as a winger. Do you know how mm. sick that yeah. is? His time at Barca was slept on, though. It was. Very 100%. 100%. Though, yeah. But he was not fancied by Pep, man. No. And I think even by his teammates. But the, the thing is, he's, I think he's kind of a, he's a Pep. Like, he's a, he's a Pep sort of player. He's a Premier League sort of player. He's so similar to Suarez in terms mm. he works hard. He's got mm. quality. Both feet. Like, he'll give you 100%. Like, oh. like I was so, I was, cheap. That I was, was so cheap. happy with that. How much, how much did Arsenal buy him? Was it like 30M? Mm. <sighs> what could have been a... He got his <laughs> FA Cups. He, he got his FA Cups. He got his FA Cups. Another one I wanted to mention, <laughs> I remember I, I mentioned this to Shalom when I saw it on Sky Sports News. I remember there was like breaking news, Sky Sports News, Liverpool, um, Liverpool has paid the release clause of Diego Costa. So it was like done. Like this was at the time before Diego Costa was Diego Costa, but he was already making a name for himself at that time. And Liverpool, we paid the release clause for a minute. And then eventually he rejects, he rejects actually coming to Liverpool, signs a new deal. One year later, goes to Chelsea. <laughs> like my club, man. No deal. Oh no, nah, we, we oh, we've effed up on so many different things. More, Yo, did you hear about um? Like it's kind of on topic. What Liverpool used to do to try and get big players? They basically used to tell Gerard to speak directly to players. Yeah, He's like, bro, sp- speak to X, Y, and Z to try normal. and get him to come. Speak to X, Y, and Z to try and get him to come. That, that's how like our club wasn't attractive. We needed our best player to do the talking for us. Oh. And so just the other players all while we're on it, um, I think you guys mentioned William, which I didn't know about. Yeah, Will, now nah, William was just, uh, he was briefly linked with Liverpool. But I mean, at the time he was um, doing bits for, I think Shakhtar. Shakhtar, yeah. Shakhtar, yeah, yeah. Shakhtar yeah. Donetsk. Um, pretty good player. Um, Obviously, majority we see in Champions League and obviously YouTube. Um, so, obviously, I thought, yeah, when, when I saw that we were linked with him and we were in pole position to sign him, um, yeah, I was welcoming that, to be honest. But obviously... Mourinho hijacked uh, it, innit? Yeah, that was hijacked. Similar, similar to the Salah one, to be honest. I wanted Salah mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Now, but did you, man, hear about um, how the deal happened? He did his medical at Tottenham 
Yeah. And he went to think about it. And then I went to side for Chelsea. That, yeah. oh, that was so yeah. peak. Yes, oh. Tottenham hijacked it from us, actually. And Mourinho hijacked it. Hijacked it from Tottenham. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea at his best, man. <laughs> uh, I remember. Um, do you do you remember the Fakir one as well? Nabil Fakir. Oh, for like two years. Oh, I wanted that one. Was well, that another Liverpool one? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm mentioning hella players. I'm sorry, man. Keep it moving. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't realize sometimes. You, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When, I'm just remembering. When do we get to Arsenal? You can have. Uh, trust me, field, bro. Field bro. Two teams. <laughs> Kenna, do you remember um Remy? Because like like, yeah, yeah, after yeah, yeah. after Sanchez, I remember after Sanchez was um, went to Arsenal, we wanted to sign Remy, and he everything was, was there. It was his, was his knee, knee was something, yeah. yeah. But that's the same. Did he, fail, did he fail his medical? He failed yeah, his yeah, medical, yeah. 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 Mm. But then yeah. went to Chelsea. Now, Andy, do you remember Gareth Barry as well? Oh, uh, he was supposed oh. to be a Chabi Alonso replacement. Oh. oh gosh, can we stop associating <laughs> those two players like this, man? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were linked to Dempsey as well, <clears throat> remember? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, but it's the Sanchez one that hurt me the most, man. Like yeah, you said, he chose for real. For real. he chose Arsenal over... Uh, for real. It'd it, it be like that sometimes, isn't it? Bro. Something tells me Suarez even advised him to shake it. I blame him for that, me, he did that. <laughs> I don't like that guy, man. <laughs> so... We'll now move over to Arsenal. Like I said, you man, we could have two Strapping. teams face each other. Strapping. We could can, can, can literally do <laughs> position for position. You could have no. two eleven um, <laughs> Arsenal nearlies. But um, Honestly, after, man. after some um, thought, we've cut it down again to two players. Starting off with just the shambolic one, the one that we really should have bought and could have changed a lot for us, Louis Suarez. Mm. Wow. Man, Wenger, it, it, to this day, I, one pound. we spoke about <laughs> it in previous pods. Yeah. Um, it was obviously to um, trigger the release clause, but it, like Tosin says, we we're not a serious franchise to be doing such a thing, man. Uh, what? Nah, to, uh, um, yeah. nah, nah, nah. You know what? That that move would have genuinely changed how your club is right now. Honestly, that's how much they would have won the league. I think when you deep when you deep that Suarez was top scorer that the following that following season for Mm. Liverpool with 31 goals, he was at the peak of his power. Obviously, he went to go and do numbers at um at Barcelona, of course, but he was playing out of his mind. Do you understand? He'd scored 30 goals previously in the season before. Scored ended up being the top scorer. Oh man. Giroud. Weren't he he keen on coming as well? Yeah, yeah he, he was keen, man. It was Gerard. I think he happily would have. Gerard, yeah, yeah. It was Gerard. Gerard that told him. Like, like, when, when you're a banter club and you don't take <laughs> you don't take football seriously, nobody else is going to take you seriously. Like, I mean, why wh- why are you bidding forty million plus one pound to trigger a release clause? Slap fifty billion on the yeah. table. Get billion. your player. Prepare. <laughs> prepare do. for the. Se- oh man, prepare. But prepare to try and that, win the league, bro. No, but to be fair, to, to be to be fair to Arsenal, the release clause actually don't work the same in England. Of where it doesn't matter. It it was just the I think it was John it's Henry. Open said, it was the chief. It was the chief. I, I think from what I read from the Athletic, there was nothing such. There was nothing as yeah, a release clause. It, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just it was just words set between both yeah. parties yeah. that there was yeah. some kind of clause which which any bid above forty million Suarez, Suarez can to, speak to him. speak to yeah. Arsenal, but yeah. that didn't exist. So but yet then, again, 
Yeah, again, you, <laughs> you speak speak to Wenger, um, Dick Law, um, name them. Just speak to them. Because but to boy, be fair, like Andy said, Gerard went to him. He was like, "Bro, yeah, Gerard you went are to better him. than you're yeah. better than Arsenal." Okay, are speak, you telling me? Are you telling me? No, Gerard are you telling me? No, 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 no. I, I, I get that. I, I, I get that. That's are you telling said? me if Arsenal done offered Suarez the bag, he, he's going to listen to Gerard? He would have gone, man. I mean, I'm sorry. If he would have gone, he would have gone. Like, if Arsenal had been serious about actually trying to get Suarez rather than trying to make one of our Premier League rivals look like an idiot. But you look, you can look, but you can look at it differently as well. You can look at it differently as well because with you can look at it differently because if he really wanted to go, then he probably would have forced the issue. He would have gone. he would have forced the issue. But he didn't because there were stories. There were stories that came out after that where. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. He wasn't like he wasn't like begging to leave Liverpool. Yeah, Arsenal would come in with a serious deal. He would have gone. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about the fact that he would have left. He would have left Liverpool at that time because yeah. he, he wasn't coming out and saying, oh, no, I mean, I would never join Arsenal or anything like that. Nah. I mean, it's all, it's all uh, hearsay from Gerard whispering in his ear and whatnot. But no, but he said no it. Point... He said himself. He's quoted as saying that, that it was Gerard. He said himself. Horse's mouth. But I hear, I hear what you guys are saying as well because I think if Arsenal bid it at least 50 mil plus, Liverpool would have accepted. And there then, would have been nothing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you know what I mean? and also, like, and also like, after that, I think Liverpool's that. position just hardened because you're not speaking to Liverpool after they made that. The statement. moment we did it, yeah, yeah. Liverpool were selling to Liverpool. The, the, your, uh, John Henry said that. Is there? Are they smoking like crack at the Emirates or something? Like once he said that, <laughs> once he tweeted that, <laughs> they, he, he, Suarez weren't going nowhere. I said no. it's a wrap. It's done. Arsenal should focus on our next target. It would have taken Arsenal uh, to bid about eighty million for Liverpool to have have a different conversation with us. Like and that Arsenal wasn't going to happen. I just like almost signed FC, honestly. Like looking back, like <laughs> historically, like we, Ronaldo, I'm pretty sure. When, when, I want to hear a couple of names. I want to hear a couple of names, man. <laughs> oh, when, man. Wenger would have you believe Arsenal have signed, tried to sign like the last five Ballon d'Or winners. I shit you not. <laughs> Lewandowski, <laughs> Hazard, <laughs> Rooney, Jovetic, Sherlock, Higuain, Colerella, Mbappé. Draxler, all of these players. Now, but let's do let's do point. this let's do the serious ones though. Like oh, let's yeah. let's let's peel it back. Let's start with because one thing that I I was. That was another shake from Arsenal, which was one matter. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Where yeah, I don't remember that. I you don't, don't remember don't that really one? Remember that. I don't really remember matter. So basically, so basically, one I think Arsenal's valuation with Valencia with one matter was about five million. Was very small. And that Arsenal yeah. they won a match, and then um, Chelsea eventually got him. And at that time, one matter was a you know up and coming was a mm-hmm. baller. They bit him. Yeah, yeah. I fully remember that one, man. Did like, that happen with Hazard as well? But Hazard was bidding with everyone then. I remember it was like United. Yeah, Hazard. Chelsea, Hazard, had Hazard was slotted though. He was slotted. He was slotted, bro. But the matter one, I remember the matter one, man. That could have been an Arsenal player as well. Um, if we, we, could, we could actually do a starting 11, because I'm pretty sure when <laughs> we could. Said, um, he wanted to sign um, um, Gianluigi Buffon at one point. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, bro. Pretty sure. He said that. I almost signed <laughs> FC, man. It's actually embarrassing, but I don't embarrass my club anymore, man. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, Wenger put that club in the ground, man, with his transfer dealings. Like, we needed a, a DM for, like, a decade, and we just refused to buy We refused to, to buy the DM we needed. Then we needed a centre-forward. Then we needed a centre-back. A centre Players just never forthcoming, man. Even the, fact nah. that, even the fact that Yaya Toure played for our club. Imagine. Yeah, yeah I only read about this the other day. Ibrahimovic as well. Yeah, Ibrahimovic no, 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 no. as well. I read about this. What? They're both on trials. Imagine. Oh. 
Uh, now, nah, but it's the Benzema one, man, that makes me laugh the most. Yeah, so Benzema is actually one. the second player we had on our list. So, I remember that summer, Tabo. Man, it was it was a tough, it was a tough, it was a tough summer, man. It was a tough, tough times. <laughs> I remember Benzema, Benzema. Um, I remember uh, United. Uh, sorry, uh, Madrid were doing a preseason tour in the United States. <laughs> and Benzema made an Instagram saying, like, a, he, he, he the was British on the private jet. Yeah, yeah, private jet. I remember that. <laughs> the thing, the Man thing, the thing that said, "There's no uh, way in hell." <laughs> <laughs> the thing about that that uh, whole Benzema situation in it was because he, I think, he was even trolling Arsenal low key as well because. He actually tweet, tweeted and uh, he posted in French, and it translated from what I understand: "Leave the past to the past." Hashtag mm. future. So obviously, yeah. Arsenal fans jumped on that, thinking, "Ah, there's been there's been um, there's been links. Benzema might come." Next post, he's in America or Shanghai or wherever, like with um, training with Real Madrid. So obviously, that didn't that didn't come through, but. <laughs> We've been linked with Benzema since like 2010, man. So I mean, that that, that was no real surprise. Like, if I'm completely honest. Who else? Was it Higuain? Yeah, you know, we're in for a long time as well. Yeah, I think we we Higuain reading um Athletic. They've said um that actually um they had personal terms agreed, but when it came to buying the player. Madrid were like, I think his um his body was sixty or seventy. Arsenal were like, you guys, you're not playing him. He's on the bench, and uh, they were like, take it or leave it, and we left it. Ah, wow. That's, that's I'll it. tell you what, man. I genuinely think we could have two bro. teams. Oh, oh, Julian Draxler. Julian Draxler is another one, bro. I'm, I'm I'm sure there's Arsenal fans out there with a Draxler Arsenal jersey because the way <laughs> there's been chat about Draxler coming to Arsenal. For a minute, and it fell through every single time. Shambles. That's the one. Do you, you remember 20, 2013 Rooney as well? Does anyone remember? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Rooney, Rooney was slutting as well with City and Arsenal. Arsenal are shit. Are sham. Yo, there's N'Golo Kante as well, remember? Yes, well, Kante, you should, of course. Yeah. man should have got... Mares. Yep. Oh, Mares. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, man, please. Oh, let, man. Let, me, let me enjoy my dinner tonight, man. Like, let's, <laughs> I'm let's sick. Not, honestly, let's I'm not sick. do this, bro. Um, but yeah, man, that brings an end to um, our second topic this week. We nearly, nearly have been um, signings. Um, things could have gone a lot different for our clubs, but we're, we're here with what we've had. We've, had. we've all had great players come to our clubs. Smaller than the future signings that will happen. Um, so before it becomes an end, guys, we're gonna do um, our weekly trivia. Um, this week it's just gonna be Liverpool only, and I believe it's Andrew that's doing it, or is it Kenner? Sorry, Kenner. Nice, Kenner. This week. So the reason go. why this week Liverpool are rock bottom. Um, maybe they can um, clamp the table up a few, you know. Um, I'll just read out the standings to you. At the moment, we have Liverpool rock bottom, having played two with three points. United are third, having played three with five points. Arsenal are second, having played two with five points. And then Tottenham sitting comfy at, at number one for, for a change. Played two <laughs> and six points. So, um, Kenna, you ready to help your Liverpool guys out, yeah? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Come on, man. I think he's picked up the points as well, Andy. You 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 flopped for them still. No, I didn't. Ch- chocolate, why are you keeping them. score? Yeah, bro. Appreciate that toast. I will do the timings. Um, no more procedures. Thirty seconds. Pass 
And you know, you know the deal, Kenna. Let's go. <clears throat> so three, two, one. Ben Rush is Liverpool's top goal scorer. How many goals did he get? Oof. Uh, 380. No. Nah. Route to the 26, um, 2006 FA Cup triumph. Liverpool beat United 1 0. Who scored? Uh, it was. Uh, uh, pass. Which statue graces the entrance of Anfield? Uh, it is. Oh, um, Better pass. I've gone blank pass. Who is Liverpool's youngest Premier League debut? It is Jerome Sinclair. Wrong. Time's up. Yikes. What? Who's, Yikes. who's the youngest? Who's the is youngest? it Sterling? Jack Robinson. Youngest what? Starter or debutant? Youngest ever Premier League debutant. I'm not sure. That's tight. That is zero out of five, Kenna. Um, so, Ian Rush, you said... 300, three, man. 380. It's, it's 346. Is it, 346? Yeah. What, is that Prem or all time? All time. Oh, same this. Um, en route to your 2006 FA Cup triumph, you, Liverpool beat United 1-0. Um, who scored? Yeah. It was Peter Crouch. Yeah, I don't remember. Which statue graces the entrance to Anfield? Shankly. Bill Shankly. That was probably the thing that you said. Paisley. I can, I can yeah. probably see it from You've my room. Flopped. It's Shankly, actually tight. I, I can see it from my room. Oh. Oh. And then last question Who's Liverpool's youngest yeah. ever Premier League debutant? Yeah, I did. Jack Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, it's tight, man. It's all right, Liverpool. You stay rock bottom, man. It's all right. Someone's got to be there. <laughs> Don't worry, man. We'll come back, man. We'll come back. <laughs> the only more. thing, my club is bottom at the minute anyway so. <laughs> um, yeah. so hopefully um, next week we'll get some more back-to-back um, battles but for this week guys that is all thank you again for tuning in it's been another great week football is nearly oh you man can you imagine next week we'll be reviewing football, oh, yeah, football. That, that's nah. exciting that is exciting that is exciting slap 50 on Union Berlin v Paderborn <laughs> Serge Nabry, man, I'm expecting a hat trick, my G. Come on, let's get it, man. Let's get Christmas it. come early, man. Now, nah, but you want yeah. the funny thing is, we're all just gonna watch every single game, yeah. every like, drop, bro. Every... Well, that's what the that's what the Bundesliga wants. They're smiling right now because they're thinking, yeah, all eyes on us now. Friday yeah. night yeah, games, happy. all of that, man. Mm-hmm. I've, I've even downloaded the fixtures, just ready. I'm gonna print it out, put it in my room, man. From that side, <laughs> walk up things. But it's been a pleasure, guys. We'll catch you, you all guys. next week. Please keep following, keep liking, please get in, uh, involved in our socials. Um, we appreciate it all, guys. Thank you. Episode 15, we out, man. Cheers. Peace. Hey, Kyle.